Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 49, Kevin McCarty. All right, I'm going to be completely honest with you, so real right now. There are four reasons why your hooks are killing the song. These are four reasons that I see over and over and over again when I have people come to me for consultations, when I sit down with my Rift Radio students. These are the four reasons that most things are not an ear candy hook that are pulling the listener in, but it's driving them away. Now you don't want that, do you? Of course you don't. So here's what you got to do. Go to songwritingforguitar.com and sign up for my free training right now. Four reasons why your hooks are killing the song. Once you know the four reasons, you'll know not to make them and you'll actually enhance your songs and start pulling those listeners in. So remember, all you got to do, songwritingforguitar.com and sign up for my free training series, Four Reasons Why Your Hooks Are Killing the Song right now. Now, on this episode, I sit down with Kevin McCarty, who is the co-founder of the app We Should Write Sometime. Think of like Tinder or Bumble or a dating app, but for songwriters. It's a great way for songwriters to connect with each other, start to expand your songwriting circle and find that perfect co-writer that you've been looking for. Now, we're going to talk with Kevin on the history of how this app was created and the benefits of how you can use this. And especially after the two years we've had in 2020 and 2021, songwriters had to be inventive and find new ways to network. And this app is perfect for it. So we're going to get into all of that. So let's dive into episode number 49, Kevin McCarty. Kevin, what's up? Thank you for being oh, here. Man. Thanks for having me. This is great. It's good to talk to you again. Dude, I am, I'm pumped because I feel what you've created is something I see out of necessity too. You know, being of someone who grew up and who started to think like, I want to write professionally, but lived yeah. in a place where, frankly, it's not like you can just go down the street. We don't have sure. like music row where we just be like, oh, everybody congregates here. And it's like, yeah. it was incredibly metal. So mm -hmm. it's like, I knew like, okay, that's probably not going to be my thing. The idea <laughs> that there's a platform where everyone can go. Yeah. Start to look for creative people and people that are going to match. I want to get into that, but what, you know, what's, you know, created that idea, sparked that idea, you know, sure. were you always creating stuff too? Just like starting to like put like, there's a need, I should create something. Yeah. I was fortunate, just some of my backstory of being in bigger organizations that were starting new things. And I, I'd always played music and I was in like a band through college and, you know, we did fun cover songs. So if anybody that's been to Broadway on in Nashville, it's like, I was in one of those bands, right? All through, and it was super fun, had a blast, but I knew it like, I wasn't going to make a career out of playing music, didn't have the greatest voice and just, you know, I was good enough at guitar, but um, my other passion in the business and tech and uh, space. And I was like, eventually I want to figure out a way to make the two kind of collaborate, bring in the music and then bring in the, the business and tech side. And fortunately, you know, when I graduated college, I went to a couple bigger organizations that were starting new departments and new divisions. And so I kind of got to see, you know, fresh into the business world, something starting from scratch, but just under the umbrella of a bigger company. So call it like a intrapreneurship, if you will. And and then I went to a net, like a, a education technology company and they had me kind of start this brand new division, you know, under my leadership. So I kind of like was a part of it in one big company and then got to kind of do my own thing. 
um, and had to develop the marketing and develop the strategy and the sales process and all that stuff. And so, you know, I just, I'm, I looking back, just started realizing to your question, like I enjoy the whole, like having the, like the origins of something and then building it to a place at scale. And again, for our app, we, we still have so much farther to go and are really excited at, at, you know, what the future holds for us, but have a ton of work to do. But I loved the idea of just kind of like have, being a part of something from the beginning and then like working at it from all angles and seeing it grow and having kind of goals and, and how do we get to certain benchmarks or KPIs or whatever you want to call them throughout the business part of it. And so fortunately, my experience helped in this situation of going, look, we see a need in, in helping songwriters. And there's a pain point of trying to find, even in Nashville, like you can find a songwriter anywhere. Just walk down the street, go out at night, you can find them. But the 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 challenge is finding the right one. Like which one are you looking for? And which one fills the gaps that that you have as a songwriter, whether it's I do melody, you do lyrics, we need someone to do the track, we need someone to fill an X gap for this genre, whatever it is. It was just kind of one of those being around the industry as much as I could kind of highlighted that pain point, but then it really just blew up of like, oh my gosh, this is an idea when my co-founder came to me and had this idea because he needed to find songwriters to be a part of his nonprofit, which is kind of a whole nother story. But uh, it was just fortunate for me, my history, but then fortunate for timing when my co-founder came to me and was like, dude, I think you're my guy for this. You love music, you love tech this is what you want to do. And I was like, yeah. And it just made perfect sense. So I'll stop there for a sec. Uh, Cause I know it's a million. No, dude, that, that's a great answer because I think that, you know, when you're going to build something, your experience of being mm-hmm. in other people's fields, other worlds, and then being like, okay, help me create the thing and helping yeah. bring to life someone else's other idea, someone else's venture. It gives you insight to the tools, yeah. but then that's also a, a turning point for some where they go, cool. I always want to be someone that just helps other people yeah. realize the thing that they want to build. And then there's a other point where others go, you know what, actually, I think I want to build something now that I've done this, if it's just as much risk and it's just as much thing that I have to do to build for someone else, why not take that on, you know, why not for me? Yeah. And, and there was a, a big part in there that I didn't really touch on, which was when I came to Nashville six years ago, and I was working remotely for my real full-time tech sales job. I had an opportunity within the music tech space for kind of a, it was a company based out of Brazil, but they didn't have any footprint in Nashville or the US. And so they kind of told a buddy of mine and me, said, hey, if you can you know, get this up and going, this is yours. Like we'll give you guys the, the Nashville or the United States to run it. And it was a really cool platform and it still exists, but it just never existed in the US. And I never understood why. And as soon as I dug in and really started trying to, you know, as a side hustle, learn how to implement this in the music space. And really what it was, was trying to basically crowdsource shows for musicians using fan data from social media. And so this was, again, six years ago. And there's a couple of platforms now that do this. But, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to change touring. And it's, I'm going to be a billionaire by, you know, 35 and end of it. Right. And uh, was really excited about it. And then, you know, uh, after eight months working on it really hard with my friend and uh, we made zero dollars and made very little to no progress. And I was just like, what's going on with this? And what I had learned was really important 
and and starting this venture was how to implement things in a small way to the music industry that typically um, has been rather slow to adopt new technologies, if you will, for various reasons. But I think one thing that I realized was how do we help provide tools and resources to the music industry that don't have a lot of hands in the pot, if you will. It's like, you know, having people, whether control it's social media posts, touring, scheduling, booking, what does that look like for an artist or musician? What we do is very direct. It's songwriter to songwriter. And typically there's not a whole lot of people controlling who you're setting up co-writes with, unless you have a publisher or a label and they're, and they're setting up the co-writes for you. But most of our users and, and uh, most of the songwriters are just saying, hey, I just, I just want to write with other people. And if I'm not in Nashville, how do I do that? And that was very easy for us to implement the geolocation feature and say, hey, if I'm in Pennsylvania, I just want to change my location to find people in Nashville uh, and try to make that as easy as possible. Well, it feels like you did hit on a pain point. And I'm really interested how you worded, you know, we did this experience. We we worked for eight months in this thing. Didn't yeah. make a dollar, but it gave me information for the thing. Yeah. It's like there are people where, again, there's another like, pivot where either some people yeah. are like, I failed. Well, this is it. Bye. Yeah. And they just stop. And there are others are like, oh, that's interesting. It didn't work out. Well, why didn't it work out? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I probably use this information. And again, there's another sure. chunk of people that would be like, oh, this is interesting. They kind of yeah. lean into the problem more and they're like, well, why didn't it? Yeah. I should use this. And I think, you know, again, I, and I'll always go back and, and be very grateful for the people that I kind of surrounded myself with that had these openings and, and things for me that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet if I just wasn't around these people. And I just said, look, like, I want to go down there and be a part of the music industry and the tech industry. So I have nothing to lose here, you know, and some people would be like, well, you spent eight months on something that didn't, you know, get you any financial reward. But I learned, I think, more in eight months than, you know, I don't have any metrics of this, but most probably in five years working in the industry because I'm trying to start something, not necessarily from scratch, but start something from scratch in the US and get it in front of musicians and artists and labels and anybody that's involved and just seeing, um, I guess, friction points or, or, play, or pain points that each of these roles have with the music. And that was, that learning lesson was worth I, you know, I can't put a dollar amount on it, but I think it's just, it was um, time, but it was also a good use of time. And look, like I love music and I love being social. So there was a lot of, you know, having fun and going to writer's rounds and enjoying my nights. And uh, it was a blast, but that was all part of what I knew I wanted to be a part yeah. of and what I wanted to be doing. And I feel what you've created too, again, it goes to a very specific need. It's not yeah. a general just like, oh, here's like some music information. Yeah. But it, you know, when you talk co-writing, you know, co-writing is the most, uh, is the best way to enhance your skills quickly because sure. what better way than connecting with others, learning yeah. from others, taking their process, then making it, you know, combining it with yours to create a solution. That's where great co-writing partnerships are created. Right. Um, that's where, again, skills that maybe from where you're at right now, you don't have a great lyricist, you don't have a great track person, yeah. but you can now start to build that connection. That's, that's a game changer for people that they can no longer say like, well, I live here. Yeah. There's now something that's actually showing, well, it take a look who's around you. 
I love that. And and I know that you, you know, you've do, been doing this a long time. Yeah. So you get it where it's where it's one of those where you know, statistically, you know, I think it was like since 2010, like less than four percent of number ones or top 100 hits have been written by one songwriter. So it's really hard to do all of the things to create a song from scratch by yourself. So it's, you know, you need a, essentially a, a team, right? Think of a basketball team of you need a point guard, you need forwards and a center and a coach. And so you need all these people that are working together to achieve one goal. And, you know, when you have more writers in the song, there's more people then have vested interest to see it succeed and see it grow and see it get out there. And, you know, so there's a whole business side of songwriting that I think is, is a lot of education needs to go into that. But at the core of it, it's, man, I, I know I have strengths and I know I have weaknesses. So how do I get somebody in the room with me that has the strengths where I'm weak and vice versa yeah. uh, to write the best song possible. And with technology, you know, I, I mean, it's, there's kind of that uh, motivational part for me of music's a very, who do you know, network industry, but part of my deep core reason for trying for, for doing a lot of this is saying like, no matter where you are, if you're good enough and work hard enough and write good enough songs, we can help you be successful. Not no guarantees, but I, I'm a big sports guy. And I think a lot of it, like the minor leagues to the major leagues, like how do we create this ecosystem within this platform to no matter where you are, if you really do work hard enough, write good enough songs, we can help you go from single A to double A to triple A and eventually the major leagues. Um, I think there's a way for us to do that again, long way to go with it, but I think it's providing coaches like yourself and, and education and things that we know songwriters need and want. Um, and it's delivering it in a way that, that facilitates it to where they need it and when they need it. Um, still trying to figure all that stuff out, but I think that's where the beauty of music is going. Look, it, it all starts with the songwriter and you know, you got to write a song, but you need songwriters to write that song. And so how do you put the two people in a room, three people and four? We're, we're, we're building out a way to add three or four up to five people in a message, but that's coming soon. But, uh, you know, you need those other people to help uh, help the song get out there and succeed. You do. You need people. And this also just eliminates, I feel like, an argument to people when they go, well, I guess I can't do it because I don't live it's like well that now that argument doesn't work because yeah it right. is work you can't you know it's not a guaranteed like you're right. gonna write a hit song but it's just like if you're willing to show up put in yeah. the work and start searching you can find those yeah. people you can find 100%. that whole group of songwriters 100%. that work for you yeah so you're eliminating that argument yeah. of you know that you don't have to be in a music city and then if you're willing to put in the work and show up and start yeah. searching, because regardless, even if they are, if you are the music, so you still have to put in the work and yeah. you still have to, it's just almost sometimes you're eliminating that excuse. Right. Of like, oh, I've got to live in a music city to, to find people. That's the only way you can write good songs. It's like right. the internet. Do you yes. know you this thing called the internet? And, and you know, I, I think there's still an argument like to, to succeed, you know, and, and like make a big long career. I think it's too early to tell, right? Like just, you know, just that's where the industry is, if you will, but to get discovered, to write good songs, to put it out there, to get a following and grow a fan base and, and put out good stuff. You can do that anywhere um, and get discovered. You know, I, I, I want it to be just like they do again, going back to the baseball analogy. Like if you're, a great baseball player uh coming up and and you know scouts are going to find you 
and then they'll bring you to a major league team, right? It's so how do we kind of build that infrastructure within music for songwriters specifically is exciting for us because I think when I look at some of the profiles and listen to the songs, it's like, man, they are so good, right? And I think the right guidance and the right connections and right you know, uh, music to put out and, and A&R and development and doing all that good stuff. Like there's some real talent there. Uh, and that's exciting. And I think hopefully gives this, that, that boost to scale across the globe. And you're starting to connect with, you know, we're, we're in Israel, right? If you get a track guy or girl in Israel, yeah, hooking up with a top liner in LA and just, you know, getting a melody from Nashville and you're like, what kind of music and are we going to be listening to in three or five years? It's just like, man, that's, it's exciting stuff. But it's interesting because as music changes, because it does, the industry changes and it seems yeah. like you're also you're getting ahead of where it is going to eventually go. Because I think definitely in 2020, people kind of hit the panic button of like, oh, how do I do rights now? I only know yeah. in-person rights. I only know yeah. this this form. This is the, how, how am I going to do this? Right. But it seems like, no, if you're adapted to this form and yeah. you're using it to your advantage, there is no panic button. There's no yeah, like, oh, to figure it out. And here's the, here's one of the things that I learned through, you know, all of quarantine of 2020, right? And, you know, at first it's like, man, like I don't like doing in-person right or um, virtual rights. There's, you don't get the same feel. And I, I think there's always going to be that, that sense of it's just better to write in person just as like a feel part of it. And just kind of like can, you know, kind of read the room and build off of each other. But there's the other flip side to that where I've had a handful of of people get on the app and reach out and just be like, hey, you know, one of the biggest things I've ever wanted to do in my career is write with people from Nashville. And I'm in a small town in West Texas, right? And I was able to actually start doing that, even though they could essentially do it before, but the availability and comfortability and everybody being open to doing it because they kind of were forced to do it has then eased that whole thing of going actually, this is more efficient, right? Like I can find the best and right people and I don't have to worry about traffic and I don't have to worry about like, you know, this, that, and the other, and we can just click, go on real quick. And there's plenty of tools, plenty of resources and technology to write a great song virtually. And something I never even thought of until I had a couple of people mention it to me is they say, you know, I'm not an extrovert and meeting people and walking up and saying, Hey, we should write sometime like that. That's, uncomfortable to me but you know if i meet somebody in the app and i'm able to do the virtual thing um i actually feel like i can open up more and be a little bit more vulnerable because i'm not in the room with them and i thought that was an interesting thing that i wasn't expecting because you know you always just think like hey we can sit in a room and bounce ideas off of each other and i had a couple of people just say like i just feel better virtually because i'm more of an introvert and it, like meeting new people in person makes me nervous and I was like, gosh, man, I didn't even think of that. I feel too, it is more efficient. Like there's something about online where, you know, if you're in person, there's a lot of the conversation just like, okay, how's it going? Yeah. Something about online feels like, hey, sure. your time's valuable, my time's valuable. Yeah. How are you doing? Cool. Let's 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 yeah. talk and let's see. And I love that idea that you can have this conversation going into the right too. Yeah. So you yeah. don't have to be like, hey, what are we gonna write? You can yeah. hear all of that on that front even before you yeah. book a day. Yeah. Take care of that. Sure. Um, where a lot of people jump into a right and they're like, hey man, what yeah. do you want to write? It just seems like no, yeah. you can take care and make it way more streamlined and efficient. 
Yeah. And, and I think that's the idea and, and why, you know, we modeled the functionality a lot like dating apps is it made a lot of sense to be able to kind of vet people essentially like you do on a dating app, see the likes, dislikes, a little bit more about them, able to look at their socials and are they a real person or not? Um, you know, with this, it just kind of made sense. You know, you can listen to their songs and, and see what the skills they have. They put in their influences and, you know, who, who their idols are and, and whatever. So you get a yeah. good sense of who that guy or girl is going into the right. And then you're like, man, like now I'm not questioning, like, you know, what do you do? How do you sound like? And, and what, what is kind of the feel going to be? You have a much better sense of what, you know, to go into the right with. And then the big part is like that, that just saves a lot of time. Right. And how many times do you meet people and Hey, we should write the time. And then you schedule a right that takes time. Then you get to the right. And then you get in the room and you're like, this just isn't, even remotely close <laughs> to what I was looking for. And then you just wasted two, three, four hours, you know? And so how do you cut that time down? And I think in the macro with that efficiency stuff too, right? It's, it's, that's one small example, but that across the music industry, if you will, I guess, songwriting industry, like how do you cut down on inefficiencies? And then it's, you know, to get demos done, to get it, you know, Record whatever those steps are of the songwriting process. I think a lot about how we can implement that stuff. Education being a huge one of it. How do you educate people on the songwriting world on on how to be a better songwriter? Like you're doing so well in the guitar world, but then also the business side of, the, of songwriting. And so, how do you implement those things? So, you know, they they always have that um, cliche of Nashville's a ten year town, and you know, I think. How I look at it in terms of where are the inefficiencies and how do we make it a four or five year town? You know, like how do we cut that in half? Um, and again, like I always want to make it so we're not promising anything. And I will always do this because I think it makes a bunch of sense. It's most kids play baseball, t ball, high school ball, whatever. Like, but very, very few that want to make it to the majors actually make it. And I think it's somewhat of the same feel of like, Hey, we, we're not promising. You're all going to be, we're going to pay us whatever. And we don't charge anything, but like at some point it's, we want to make it. So we give you structure and, and, and a pathway and a system, if you will, but you got to be really good and you got to work really hard. Um, and we're not sure how exactly that's going to happen just yet, but it's, it's, that's kind of what we see to support songwriters, right? It's to give them the right tools and resources that they need and, and they want, but it's but it's whether or not uh, they're willing to put in the, the work almost, because it's one of those, like, I've had a couple of people reach out and be like, hey man, I've had, I had this huge hit in the early 2000s. I'm just super jaded. I'm not the expert at this. And I just am like, so you're mad at the industry that you haven't done anything in 10 years for? I was like, I, I mean, you, you think <laughs> like, yeah, what? people are just kind of like, well, you know, I have this thing and yeah. you know, occasionally I get emails I've been playing for, it's just like, yeah, that's great. What have you done recently? Because right. it's just like, what I've seen is people that do it well, keep on learning, yeah. keep on doing the thing. Even when some of the pieces aren't moving, they rethink, yeah. they retool, yeah. but they just adjust and they adapt. And, 100%. and yeah, you, you, you can have success in 2000. That's awesome. For sure. But you got to keep on doing the work and realizing that things will change. You're right. You know, sure. maybe Nashville, you know, you can make it a four-year town. It could be a three-year town. It's, you know, it could change based on 
different yeah. things like this because as technology grows and music's allowing it to I feel be implemented as you said more efficiently i i agree yeah. i think rights are becoming when you do it online and yeah. this you eliminate a lot of things where yeah, yeah you wasted your time kind of driving there it was creepy or they didn't yeah. show up and then you had to go back home yeah you were just like oh god but if you're doing it mm. from your space right and it's wonderful and what i love about this too is like you know when someone i'm writing with to be like oh i can build it out while we're talking yeah. I don't have to be like, oh, you know, let me bring some of my stuff yeah. with me. Yeah. I'll kind of set up a temporary thing and yeah. I'll do the rest later on. Right. You can do this all in real time and the process gets streamlined even more. Right. I mean, you're, you're able to turn around and right there with what you're doing, be like, hold on, keep, keep doing that. Replay yeah. that, right? And then let me just build off of that. And if you went somewhere and met up with somebody and they didn't have that stuff, and then it's like, how much time is spent. And again, I'm not advocating for everybody should do it virtually. It's do what you feel best. But the upside of being able to do these things virtually, I think a lot of people that have, you know, maybe found their community and feel comfortable with each other can do this. And, and you know, hey, I got my wife and kids here, but we're on vacation, but I have, I'm inspired and want to write virtually. And you know, then jump out to the beach and have some beers and hang. Like that's amazing yeah. to me. And so I think, you know, I, I, I look at it as, you know, whatever works best for you kind of thing. But the whole idea of I don't have anybody to write with is what I want to eliminate uh, from anybody's concern or, or issue in songwriting is I don't have anybody to write with. So, yeah, that's that's a big that's a big uh, upside that we're looking at. Dude, that's awesome. And and you've got some new features that you're getting ready to like your, you know, what what are the updates coming to the app? Yeah, yeah. So we we just released um, a pro tier. So think of it like uh, most social media platforms that have the blue check mark. It, there's a vetting process that you have to go through. And this is this is brand new. And we're super excited about it. We already have probably 30 or so that have gone through and, and gotten verified and all that good stuff. Uh, it takes a while because we have a very limited uh, team on our end as all the applications come through. But what happens is once a verified pro songwriter, um, they get that blue check mark, if you will. But in the settings, what you can do is kind of toggle between only seeing other verified pros or seeing everybody, right? And so it kind of gives that tiered model. And you know, a lot of the the pros that we've talked to travel a lot. They are going from Nashville to LA to New York, and they're saying, "Hey, I, I want to find people uh, at my level that maybe my publisher can't get in front of for whatever reason, um, and I want to set up rights while I'm out traveling." And so this will then make that a lot easier for pro levels. And so we we haven't like done a big massive marketing push towards it. Uh, still making sure that the process uh, on the back end is really smooth, and, and we're we're pumped about it. I mean, you know. For for us, that gives one little step of going, hey, now that we have kind of this one tier, maybe there's another tier or two that we have coming down the road, but then it gives some sort of structure to it. I'm at this this level that I'm not exactly a pro, but I I can, how do we build kind of uh, resources, tools, coaching, et cetera, to help you get to the pro tier, right? Or, or yeah. whatever that looks like. Uh, so there's some sort of next step, next level, if you will, just like they do in the minor leagues. And so we, we're super excited about that. We've been working on that for a long time. We pushed it off for like six months because just like everything in the startup world, uh, we want to make it as simple as possible. And there was a couple things that uh, we thought we're gonna, this would make it a cooler experience, but it might be too, it, it would make it more difficult to 
use right away. And so I won't get into the details, but we were going to launch it in March, but there were things that we were like, it's got to be, it's just, you can't have to think about how to use it. Right. So uh, it, we, we halted on that, which was frustrating, but also for good reason. The other thing that we just launched was QR codes. So in the setting, each user has their own QR code. That's awesome. Most social platforms have it, but this will then, again, like this, this stuff's also new, but um, that way, if you meet somebody, say you and I meet in person, or you can even post it on any social, right? It's, hey, like, hey, I'm looking for co-writers. You know, if you scan this, it, you still have to do the double opt-in, but then you can read the other writer's profiles, check them out. Either it's a yes, no, or save for later. So you can now save profiles for a later date. Um, just that way you don't have to swipe immediately. Click save for later. It goes to the save for later list, and then you can check them out then. But the QR code's great because you and I can meet at a bar, meet in passing, and, you know, hey, we should write some time. Yeah, man, scan my co- I don't want to necessarily, I would for you because I know you're great, but like give out your phone number or email um, and have your personal information out there. And so this kind of alleviate, hell yeah, man, scan scan my QR code. Uh, Such an efficient, like, like almost like portfolio. Right. Instead of like the business card where people are like, you know, I remember getting business cards and I'm like, how many people are keeping these things and like way and forgetting and to just have this thing that's at your access where it's like, I can hear some of your songs to you and see what you're done. Oh, that's even better. Let's do that. You know, and there's a lot of bigger writers here in Nashville uh, that I've seen when I'm, we're, we're just hanging out and people come up and be like, Hey man, good to see you. Like, dude, when can we write? And the bigger writers normally like, I don't know who this guy or girl is, to be honest with you, but I don't want to be mean. And they're trying to write with them. This kind of gives that uh, a little bit of a filter um, yeah. to be like, oh man, just yeah, scan my QR code. I, and, you know, I'll check out your stuff. And if it works out, then, and I like it, then yeah, like I'll swipe right and, and we can write, you know. Um, but it kind of alleviates that whole like, I don't want to say no because I don't know who you are, but then they can really vet the other writer and see if they potentially would be a great co-write. So the yeah. QR code um, is just a kind of one of those things that we were going to do in the very beginning, but just we're like, you know what, let's, let's get everything, get the core stuff out first and then add it in these little things down the road. And then what's coming next are kind of really cool things that people have been asking for that have always just been in the roadmap, uh, adding more than one co-writer, into a group message. So that way it's, Hey, you and I connected, let's add in a third or a fourth. Um, we want to add in uh, a calendar integration. So you and I then just like Calendly, but just yeah. built in, uh, it makes a ton of sense just in, and it's not going to be, Oh, I got to manage another calendar. It'll read off of your current calendar, just like Calendly does, you know, and you could set it separate, but just, that way it's, man, I, I don't want to have to go back and forth. You know, when's Mike available? When's Mike available? I can You're really make this streamline where it's just like, it's as simple as possible. And you would then- get a notification because I would be able to see, because we're connected in the app. Mike's available two Thursdays from now in yeah. the afternoon. I click it. It sends you a pop-up that says, Kevin wants to write next Thursday. Click, click. It's on the calendar. And like, I don't have to text you. I have to call yeah. you. So that'll be a good one. And from that is what we get really excited because even though it's a front facing, you know, user feature, like the back end stuff is what we really want to help songwriters with because what publishers and labels, they, they want to know who's working hard, right? Like who's a good hang, who's busting their butt. And 
from this, we can go, look, man, Mike's been writing 10 songs in 15 days. Like they, they're, yeah. whether or not they're good or not, it's a, it's a data point that helps us promote songwriters. They're all awesome. They're yeah. All, all uh, they're, killing. they're all great. They're all great. Um, they're all wonderful. But no, dude, that makes, it seems everything that you're adding on to is just listening to what people are like, oh, we'd like this yeah. too. So it's just like, that is so awesome to see that grow because yeah. it seems you're really listening to what the audience needs and making yeah. sure that it's accessible, but it's also easy. Like, it's just like, oh, yep. this thing. And then from the calendar, yeah. you and I get in a room say we bring in a third and then it's a quick integration of a split sheet of, Hey, you guys are right that day. Mike, bye bye. Here's the song title. Here's your IPI numbers because it pulls from the profile and then you just are like, great. So then it's stored of, Hey, what are my songs I wrote with Mike and Richard and here, and it, it's all one click, man. It's like defaults. If you want to third, like to splitting evenly, and that, you know, that's pretty standard for Nashville, but I know in LA, New York, it, it can be different, but it obviously just needs equal hundred. So you just put it in there and that way there's some sort of, there's the document split, you know, eventually, you know, way down the road, do we distribute or something? Maybe, I don't know. Um, but it just is like, what, it, what are all the things that take time that you should do? Yeah. That just is another thing, but how do you make it so stupidly easy that just like, because it read off the calendar did you, and it doesn't have to be through the calendar, but just, Hey, we're, here's our group that we connected with add song sheet. There it is. Uh, so split sheet will be another that It's awesome. Especially a split sheet because then that avoids yeah. someone being like, so split sheet, if it's already there, it's it like, be like, here we go. And I love the default of just, yeah, just like, cool. 50, yep. there we go. Yeah. 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 That is so, yeah. So if people are listening, they're like, okay, where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. It's very simply, we should write some time.com on uh, Apple store and Google play. Uh, if you go to our website, it looks, you're like, this isn't a website. It's like more like a landing page, but I joke. Cause I always say, you know, have you ever been to Tinder or Bumble's website for those that have ever used it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, same. Uh, Cause we <laughs> want to get you to the app. Yeah, uh, we'll eventually put out the website to look all pretty, but I'm like, the money's in the app, you know, website, you yeah. know, it's pretty simple, but uh, we should write some time.com on all the socials the same. So, uh, yeah, that's it's free, you know, it's free, awesome. too. dude. That's great. We're gonna put a link in our site, Kevin. Thanks for hanging out with me. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I, I can't, I can't thank you enough, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Keep killing it, man. And that does it for this week's episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.